Working the system. One of the lessons I have thoroughly learned in life is about the benefits of what I call working the system. The world, as you know, is a tough, competitive place, and you need to give yourself as much advantage and leverage as you can sometimes. We'll take a look at what I mean by working the system in this week's episode, right after a quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks, and start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 88 of the Gentleman's Guide to Excellence podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Excellence, as well as my first book, The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, both available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. So, working the system. Working the system. What do I mean exactly by that? I came from humble origins. I didn't come from money. And I didn't learn much about the practical realities of life when I was a child coming up. Not that anybody wasn't trying to support me, it's just they didn't have that background either to share with me, to, ha to hand down to me. So I didn't learn nearly enough early on on how to navigate tough problems that arise in life. And there are many forms. Or money matters when I was a child. So. I am still learning, to be honest with you, but one of the lessons I have learned quite thoroughly is about what I call working the system. Like I said in the introduction, the world is tough, it is sometimes brutal, and it's a highly competitive place. And I believe strongly that you should seriously make an effort to understand all of your options when you're up against a particular challenge or problem or a critical decision point, understand all of your options to maximize your chances at prosperity in life and to best handle or deal with the inevitable various problems that arise. As long as you do all of that ethically is my caveat. You can walk up to the edge, so to speak, in terms of your decisions and your conduct and set yourself up to your best advantage as long as you stay within that box of acceptable and legal and ethical behavior. That's my point, that fine line. So just by way of giving credit here, I need to give credit to a friend for the specific 
uh, term that I use here, working the system. The source of this for me was a guy who immigrated from a Middle Eastern country, it doesn't matter specifically which one, many years ago, and he has worked his way up to having a successful small trucking company. That's all great. That's the American dream in action, baby, right? But his mother, who he helped come over, immigrate over later, because uh, she could have a better life here compared to her compared to back home she's his mom developed some some medical issues that needed attention and the bills would have been devastating they didn't have health insurance for her which is a problem here for many in the united states remember he he was operating his own company on a shoestring and trying to keep that afloat keep that profitable so he wasn't working for some big company that has health insurance that you can just go on and just go and get and that would have benefited his mom anyway no matter what so he did an extensive search and talked to many, many people to find a way to handle that problem for his mother so that she could get her health uh, issues addressed. He found a state program. Remember, the United States is broken down to individual states. In the state that he lives in, he found a state program where he lives that allows people with limited means under certain circumstances, they can apply to get access to medical care at little or perhaps even no cost. But there's some serious, uh, you know, strict qualifications to that. My friend makes good money because he hustles and he works hard. But his mother wasn't working. She was a little bit older and she just, she just wasn't working. She doesn't speak English all that well and just wasn't, you know, like, um, ready to enter the workforce due to age and all the reasons and her medical con condition. She was just here legally, totally legally, because her son is here. In the United States, you can get quickly wiped out and go fully bankrupt over medical bills. No problem. Because you get a, just a very brief a stay in the hospital with a serious enough problem, you can get a colossal jumbo-sized medical bill that would just floor you. So her son, my friend, legally and ethically, I want to point out, worked the system to get his mother access to the care that she needed. So that's one example and how I picked up on the work the system phrase I use for the title of this podcast. I think there may be other lessons to be learned from people newly arrived in, in, in my country and perhaps your country too. Here in the U.S., for example, there are a lot of Indian, you're from the continent of India, right? Over in the Asia, immigrant families who own hotels and motels and convenience stores and all manner of small businesses. My understanding is that many of those families who initially come over here to the United States, they don't show up with deep pockets and large financial resources to draw upon to set up and purchase those businesses and the buildings that they're in. But they work, uh, using our work the system theme here, they work available U.S. government resources, perhaps at the federal level in the United States, or and or state resources, but mostly federal, like various loan opportunities for small businesses to help get themselves established. Also, sometimes, as I understand it, they network with others in their like ethnic community to find financing options that are non-traditional to you know establish or obtain a business for themselves to operate so they can earn their livings that way. So that's example number two. And for those out there complaining about a lack of opportunity out there, I'm talking about some folks in the United States who gripe about how sometimes people newly arrive, they seem to start thriving, maybe a, maybe a, may, may take a generation or two, but they seem to, there may be a reason for that. Maybe a learning opportunity there. So maybe everyone should take a look at how, um, everyone, 
like that got their business up and running. So if you have a dream to be an entrepreneur and not work for somebody else uh, and you struggle with the startup financing, kind of look at other success stories out there of every type. You know, not everything involves you having the money already in the bank. There may be other creative ways to do that if you know how to work the system and you understand all the options that are out there that may work for you. Another example, and I'm spinning back to like a, a hospital theme for a second here and, and, and hospital bills, is handling large emergency expenses. My wife and I had a business partner slash customer who had some health issues arise later in life, very serious ones. And he ended up racking up around a quarter million dollars, $250,000 or so of medical bills. Uh, and my, and he also lived in the state where my wife and I live. And in this state, there was a possibility when you got a crippling, unserviceably large, uh, medical bill, you can, you can go on a payment plan under certain circumstances, but which essentially meant he never had to pay the full amount back because he did have limited income. He was not a wealthy guy. Um, he was a hardworking person, but once the medical bills hit and his health declined. He wasn't able to earn as much as he could when he was a younger man. And that could have resulted in him having lost his house that he worked his whole life to go and get and everything else that he owned. And again, in America, this is just a huge problem, getting an enormous, life-ruining, devastating medical bill. There's also, along the same lines, uh, there's another young lady that I know. She She's married and she has a couple really small children, including a baby. And she just had like a massive setback and ended up in a, in a, in the hospital for, I think it was over 40 some days getting critical care. She was knocking at death's door and she's only just in her early thirties and she, she had health insurance. Her, her and her husband have health insurance, but she stayed like a week longer than her health insurance would allow or approved or something, whatever it's called. And she ended up getting like a massive freaking stack of medical bills because of that. And she ended up. In a, in a place because she didn't work the system yet where she was, um, I think she came home and was trying to recover and get back on her feet where she was trying to f- decide whether to buy her young daughter's birthday presents or pay yet another doctor's bill off the massive stack. So I recommend it to her because I don't know the, what her options are where she lives in her state, Florida, I I suggested to her to explore various payment options similar to the guy that I mentioned before, our business, our uh, business partner before where he got on a payment plan so he could like, you know, just function and survive and not just get crushed. I recommended that to her and I don't know the result of that yet, but I know for a fact that you need to work that system, right? And not let these massive bills just ruin your life and interfere with your ability to support your children and your household and your husband and stuff in, in the way you were accustomed to. Yeah, yeah, you got to pay the bills, but uh, maybe find a more easy way to go and carry that burden than just trying to go and stroke massive checks right out of the gate. Now, please don't get me wrong about paying what you owe. I am not some kind of bill avoidance kind of person at all. I'm the opposite. And frankly, normally I believe in quickly paying everything I owe dollar for dollar quickly because I'm a business person and I personally despise non-payers and slow payers. I freaking hate it. I don't think it's honorable, but when you get a bill that's so large, you know, six figures, um, seven figures for, for a hospital stay, a lot of people include me. We can't just go stroke a check for that. Like that's a 
that's a big hit. We're talking about wiping out retirement savings and everything, and you need to find a way to go and survive. The professionals, the doctors and nurses and support staff, they, they need to be paid. The owners of the hospitals need to make a profit and all, but... But damn, you know, so this, I guess this is that's my, my example so far kind of focused on that because we had, that's an acute problem in, in the United States. And I, that's the first examples that sprung to mind while I was thinking about like how to go and describe this whole work in the system idea to you in this podcast. But where do you draw the line there, right? Like, where do you draw the line? I, I, I'd fall back to demonstrating 24 7, 365 integrity. Certainly don't commit a crime, right? When you're trying to f- figure where the, where the line is, when you're trying to quote unquote work the system, I don't mean do something in the gray area. It's certainly not a crime and, and do nothing that violates your integrity. Another kind of rule of thumb that I think is useful is, and this is a bar this from somebody else too, is would you be okay with what you did, the decision you made when you're trying to work the system being on the front page of the New York Times? Would you be okay with your family and your closest friends knowing what you did? If the answer is no, then maybe the idea you have to quote unquote work the system is unworkable. It's unacceptable. If you're okay with that and it's legal and it's allowable and it's ethical and it, there's no like impact to your integrity to making a certain decision, then maybe it's something that you can do. So basically nothing illegal, nothing unethical or anything that anything that makes or nothing that makes you break character or not adhere to your standards and principles or those standards and principles that we espouse in the books. So switching gears for a second. What about problems at work or with other people? I would suggest you consider if you do have that problem of problems at work, problems with business partners or problems, problems with other people in general. Consider what options do applicable laws give you, or if you're talking about a work setting, company policy, or HR standards, know what all your options are and carefully think them through. Not knowing, not knowing what your full range of options are is a common problem, and I have that issue too. I have to be very, very careful about that, because so many situations that you find yourself in in life, especially as you get become an adult and you know, you what you're your life is complex and you got multiple things going on in multiple ways all the time. You just don't know automatically what you can do, especially if you haven't encountered a particular situation before. You don't know what your choices are and you don't know what doors are available to go through. And what sometimes you don't know what, if you choose a particular door, what the impact may be going through that door. So you need to go and thoroughly look into what all your options are as you plan to work the system right you can understand what they all are what the impacts are you know think about it in terms of like chess moves as opposed to checkers and definitely don't be reckless and sloppy and make rash decisions there especially if something's really matters it's a big problem and the the possible impacts of a bad decision or inaction are unacceptable or or it could be a huge problem for you to be honest with you and i am not proud of this i'm not not proud of this, but twice in my life, I had to threaten to sue people over things they were trying to do to me. I won't get into the specifics there, but there's two times in, I guess they're probably 10 years apart, and it's been several years since the last instance there. So I generally speaking don't have a lot of problems where, where things get to that level, but I've had to do that before. It's it's an expensive proposition, or it can be. And a lot of times, when you see somebody, and if you're successful in court, they still won't pay. But sometimes you got to put smack down somebody who is is uh, making problems for you. Thankfully, they both 
they both collapsed immediately as soon as I raised the possibility of a lawsuit of litigation in those, those two cases. Because what they were doing to me or trying to do was so egregiously bad. They were just like messed up people. They absolutely folded like, you know, they just folded like a house of cards. When I said, when I, when I nipped up and said, look, we're going to have a problem here. It's going to cost you a hell of a lot more money when I get done with, before I get done with you than what we're talking about here. But in both cases, they both utterly, utterly collapsed. It was just the shocking 180 degree turns, total collapses, total concessions on all the points. Now, just so you, just so you understand, I believe I have many more problems than I in life with people, right? Just, I have complex business dealings, complex and, you know, interactions with people. And sometimes things go awry and that's totally normal. It's, to, it's totally fine. But I believe in getting on the phone and working through the disagreements or problems instead of them letting them get out, instead of letting them get out of control and end up in litigation or something bad. Or even, you know, I have a big major rules about like, trying to maintain the health of all my relationships. And to be honest with you, when I, and when I, if I'm going to at a point where I'm trying to think con contemplating getting on a phone call to work through a disagreement with somebody, not only do I want to get through the disagreement in a way that's mutually agreeable to both of us, I also want to strengthen the relationship with that person. I want to convert the negative thing into a positive thing into a strong relationship. That is my ballsy way that I go about dealing with disagreements like that. Sometimes I almost consider them opportunities. I mean, that may not work for you because I, I don't know what, <laughs> I, I, I'm very, very comfortable thinking that way. And I know that I have just instinctively at a molecular level in my body, just impeccably high integrity. And I think if people can see that, we, if there's any misperception or miscommunication that can happen, we can work through that. People can hear in my voice. They can see my body language. I'm the real deal. And I'm somebody they want to keep around. So that's what, that's what I think. That's my position anyway. But uh, considering specifically at work, having problems with people at work or some other highly political place, consider being what I call a Switzerland. The country of Switzerland. Stay as neutral as you can. Like if you're in a place that's highly political, there's like rival factions and combatants and whatnot. Just be a Switzerland. Stay as stay neutral. Find ways to figure out where the wins are in any situation. To go harvest the positives, the the, the wins, the, the the value in any any in any situation, no matter how bad it is. And also, while you're doing that, just stack up your money, right? You're in it for yourself. You're in it to go and support your people, your wife, your girlfriend, your partner, your children. These people that are around you in some highly politicized place giving you trouble, they may not be permanent fixtures in your life, so don't lose sight of that. Another thing that came to mind when I was uh, outlining what I want to talk about for this working the system idea is COVID-19 vaccinations. It is early 2020, early 2022 as I write this. And I know this is a super controversial subject, but I just want to go make a note here. If I didn't want to take the vaccinations and, and not doing so and not having them was stopping me from making a living and supporting my family, I absolutely would take them even though I didn't agree with it. Okay, that's not a work in the system uh, example. That's just me stating the facts. So you understand where my mind's at. I consider that a risk management decision. But if I didn't want to go and take those shots, here's where the work in the system part comes in for the United States anyway, in the current like legal environment and the rules that apply to people that work in various organizations in the United States. 
if I didn't want to take the shot, the vaccination shots, and I was being forced to, I would look for ways, uh, legal ways and ethical ways to try to get around it. In the United States, they have, like, if you, if you have some kind of like medical condition where the vaccination would harm you, you can get out that way. And I, I wouldn't lie and say that I had that, but if, if that situation applied to you, definitely go down that route. But there was also opportunity for religious exemptions. Now, I don't, I'm not, par, I'm not a religious person, but I don't believe in, just in my, as a personal decision, I try to avoid taking any kind of medicines or seeing doctors just normally. Not because I don't believe in, I, I have great respect for doctors, not because I don't believe in like medical science or something. It's just, I prefer to let my body fight off whatever happens normally if I can. In rare cases, I will go to the hospital. Like I, I've, I've had a couple of kidney stones in my life where the pain was so unbearable. I couldn't stand it and I wanted to just go to sleep, but I couldn't sleep. Uh, so I had to go get like painkillers from a doctor and stuff, but, uh, to just help me get through a day or two so I could sleep enough and go past the kidney stone normally. All right. That's a lot of oversharing there. Sorry about the cringe, but my point there is back to working the system. If I was being forced to get the vaccination and strongly felt I couldn't, I would explore all my options and I would work the system, particularly in my case for the religious exemptions and find a way to spin my personal beliefs into a religious exemption. Now, I don't, wouldn't do that if I was like breaking a law or telling a, just a bald faced lie or something like that. But I've got a friend who felt very strongly that he didn't want the vaccination because he, not because he has some medical condition of then getting the shot was going to hurt him. He just didn't want to take it. So he's one of like millions of people who kind of feel strongly that way. They just don't like trust the vaccines or something. So that's what I recommended to him. It's like, you know, if you feel this way, don't just quit your job, you know, try to go and work the system. They allow for religious, religious exemptions. I hope I'm not making people upset out there, but that's just how the guy felt feels feels and i've known him for a very long time and i like him and this is that's just how he feels i suggest that he work the system use the existing loopholes or exemptions in the laws that apply to him or the executive orders that applied and try to find a way out fair enough i mean all right <laughs> i don't know hope it didn't upset anybody about it that's a super sensitive subject the last specific example i want to talk about just briefly is niche money-making opportunities. Like if you're trying to figure out how to make your way in the world and get your money and earn your living, making money using highly specialized or niche or boutique opportunities is a massive subject. There's lots of ways to go about doing that. But please consider and exploring, like if you want to go down that road, what your most viable options are and work the system, right? Find possibilities, opportunities that align with your passions and provide value to people. That's just basic business logic. And it's good advice. I think set someone up to go and choose a business that that aligns with what they want to do. So you won't set yourself up for misery. If you're having to get up every day and operate a business that you hate, that's misery in my book, but you do what you got to do, right? So pick businesses that Business opportunities that don't break laws or violate your own standards and principles that govern your conduct. Otherwise, work the system and pile up that money like I do. So in general, don't be afraid. Lean into life. Take care of yourself, your business, your career, and the people you care about as best you can. When necessary, work the system when situations call for it. But you do so without abandoning your 
principles. Just do all of that without compromising your integrity and without doing anything that you or your family and friends will be ashamed of if they found out what you did. That isn't unethical. It isn't taking advantage of people or situations. It isn't playing in any gray areas. It is using your opportunities to your best advantage. All right, that's all I have for you today. Let's get after it out there, and I'll see you next week.